My name is Luke Miller, and, and I am the host of this podcast, and I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank the NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, for sponsoring this podcast. I also want to thank uh, Lay Decree International and, and, uh, and Crossville, uh, some great sponsors there. And if you're not familiar with them, please uh, take a moment and, and reach out to them. Let them know you appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. So all throughout this month of April, we are kind of focusing on marketing. And today I have a marketing expert from the California Bay Area. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the podcast, Tile Money. Thank you for joining me. How are you today? Can you uh, introduce yourself? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Luke. Uh, my name is Daniel Codella. Uh, I'm a Silicon Valley-based marketer. I've been in marketing for roughly 11, 12 years now. And my focus is helping companies uh, marry a knowledge of marketing and psychology and data so that they can really drive business results. That's awesome. So you have a lot of, uh, how, how long have you been in, have been in that role? Uh, I've been doing it for about 11 or 12 years now. Um, I've done marketing across industries. I actually got my start in the music industry. And then I went into design and then SaaS, and now I'm uh, working at a startup in San Francisco. Nice. So you're right in the heart of the heart of things. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot happening here, but you know, as this whole uh, pandemic sweeps the globe, more and more people are working remotely, and so uh, you know, I, I wonder in the future if uh, that center of innovation is going to be a little more dispersed uh, throughout the world. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. It, it is uh, crazy what we're seeing today, and everybody is having to pivot and learn new techniques and learn how to talk to their ideal clients right, so uh, in a way that attracts them. So that's really what we're going to be talking about today. To get us started, what type of marketing should tile contractors or, or remodel contractors, my, my large base you know, audience here, what type of marketing should we be focused on right now? You know, that's a really great question. Um, their ability to practice is going to be restricted right now. We have kind of this patchwork of sometimes conflicting uh, regulations and shelter-in-place orders. Um, so that's going to definitely impact what you can do. But even if you cannot practice, now is the time to optimize your marketing for what is to come. Because the behavior of millions of people is perhaps permanently changed because of this. The criteria in which they are evaluating to service providers is completely different than what it once was. Um, you know, whereas experience might have been the, the main determining factor, now it's all about you know, hygiene, infection prevention. Uh, people are gonna be so much more careful about who they allow into their homes after this. And so now's the time to, to build an audience, first of all, and to position yourself for when things open up so they can really capture the market. And so you want to um, really advertise the fact that you do have processes, um, workflows, uh, equipment that are gonna prevent infection, that are gonna keep people safe. Um, you know, one, one great thing about this for people in the tile industry is that all those home improvement projects that people have procrastinated on, they're winking them in the face right now. They see them every single day. And so when this is over, that's going to be high on their list. And uh, I've seen a lot of industries adapt fairly successfully to this. You know, my wife's gym is closed, 
but they're offering these free online courses and resources and home workouts and really connecting with their audience. And it's actually, my wife says every day that she can't wait to go back into the gym because she's loving all this content and this free stuff that she's been getting. So now's the time to really focus on that. So it's preparing her to, to, uh, to get back in the swing of things, right? Get back to, uh, to the point where we don't have to separate ourselves, you know, social separation or whatever, <laughs> six feet. Yeah, they're building, they're building trust with their audience and they're really building a trust in their expertise because they've, they've given all this knowledge away free and that hasn't made my wife, you know, want less of what they have to offer. It's made her want more because they've proven themselves an expert. Yeah. And so maybe the type of things that, that remodel contractors, tile contractors can be implementing if they're finding their, their client base is not wanting them in their homes or, you know, they're under real tight lockdowns. Uh, you know, again, it depends on your state and everything. But if, if you find yourself in that situation, maybe start to educate them on how to design or how to pick out, you know, what is the difference between ceramic tile, porcelain tile, uh, glass tile, you know, what are, what is a good tile to install in a kid's shower versus a adult shower. You know, you wouldn't maybe put marble in one or the other. Um, so maybe things like that, is, is that kind of along the, the right line? Absolutely, uh, it's a two-prong approach. One, uh, be free-flowing, giving your expertise. Sometimes we get a little uh, guarded and jealous of sharing too much for fear that people will stop turning to us. but. When you demonstrate that you know what you're talking about and you're an expert, you actually become the go-to source for anything related to that topic. So that's the first part. And then the second part is addressing what people care about. And what people care about right now and will continue for at least the rest of 2020 is uh, preventing infection and then hygiene. So you want to upfront that content on your site. How can we market about like you know, market and let everybody know that we are, you know, uh, putting these things into place? Uh, definitely, you need to be thinking about some high traffic keywords right now. Um, yeah, I have a couple here. I can share some slides uh, with you. I can just switch over. Can you? Uh, That'd be great. Can you see my screen okay? Yep, there it came up just, just now. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, terms like contactless are growing exponentially uh, in search. You know, contact lists used to refer to like payment systems, you know, Apple Watch and these different uh, no-touch cards and such things. But we're seeing that more and more when it comes to even the, the trades. I was served uh, this ad, or actually before we get to that, um, this is a map of the United States. The darker blue is where that search for just that one search term is growing popular. And you can see it's mostly in states that have the high rates of infection, New York being number one on this list here. Um, but I was served this ad on Facebook. This is for a, a fence repair company. And notice how they're, they're upfronting their, their contactless model. And then once you click in, every single bullet point is about how um, you know, you can get the video call instead of, you know, the in-person visit that you can stay inside while they install your fence. See, they, they realize that that is number one in priority for people right now. Uh, hygiene is top of mind. And, and, you know, right now, if people are, are evaluating two different service providers and one has 30 years experience and one has 10 years of experience, 
but they have all these processes in place about how they're going to protect me and my family. I'm going to go with that one over the one that has 30 years of experience. And, uh, you know, I can relate it most to, uh, like the gluten free trend. Um, they're really looking you know, my wife actually has to. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I'm sure you've seen the, the boom of gluten-free products. My wife actually has a, an autoimmune disease, so she has to stay away from gluten. But that really took off in like 2010. Um, what I'm showing here is kind of the, the growth of that, that term in search. And you see it's kind of plateaued where we are right now. But that exploded. I mean, we started to see, I mean, look at how much of the prime real estate on this packaging is taken up by that term gluten-free. And even products that have always been gluten-free, like these dried green chilies, they want us to know that they're gluten-free because they know that if you're in the store and that is suddenly the most important factor for your purchasing decision, they want to be screaming that at you, right? I mean, I've even seen gluten-free water. That's, that's a thing. So, um, you, you know, in the tile industry and in the other trades, um, think about that. How can you upfront the fact that you have these um, processes in place, these methods, this protective gear? Um, those are all things that people are deeply concerned about and will be for the foreseeable future. So now is the time to update your website, update your social listings, your Yelp page, your Angie's list page, and put those things right at the top because that will earn you the business over your competition. And so I, I love this example of the gluten-free products that were always gluten-free, right? But we're going to let you know uh, anyways, ever since 2010, we're going we're gonna to really let you know and be proud of that fact that our products are gluten-free. You know, as a tile contractor myself, um, I, I think if I sat down and thought about that marketing tactic, I, I'm sure I could find something to do in my business, some way to market my business. You know, I've always offered, I've always offered, um, you know, uh, grout sealing, but now I'm mm -hmm. going to, you know, um, let them know I offer grout sealing. And then like today I've always, you know, I, I, I'm always wearing, um, you know, protective PPE, but I'm going to let them know first and foremost, you know, look at our PPE, you know, make it part of your marketing message. Uh, I always use a dust extractor when I do demo, but now I want to make them know we, we close off your house. We, we, um, it, the room we're working in is medically sealed from the rest of the house with zip walls. Uh, we have, uh, you know, you know, six mil plastic or whatever the case might be that we're going to, you know, tape to the ceiling and the floor. And then we have that negative air pressure from our um, dust extractor so that we're keeping, you know, it used to be dust, right? And it still is, but now we're saying germs. We're saying we're keeping germs moving out of the house. Yeah, you know, obvious always wins. So there might be things that every tile contractor does, but obvious, always wins make it clear to people because you know the average person the layperson isn't aware of what all is involved in, in a tile gig i i certainly don't so if you as a provider are making that clear to me on the website educating me i'm gonna have a trust built with you and if you're addressing things that are important to me personally you're gonna get my business 
What type of shoppers do you, would you say are, are shopping right now for services like that, for services like, you know, remodeling and stuff? Or is it a, is it a certain mindset of people who are, you know, who are actually doing searches today versus, you know, three months ago? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Um, I have another slide I'd love to share here. I thought that this was super fascinating. Um, this is a graph here, um, a chart of which businesses are, are losing and which one are actually seeing more spend. And you'll see that the home improvement industry is getting a boost. Um, I was in Home Depot last week. I had to fix my shower head and the place was absolutely packed. And so uh, what you have is you have uh, more and more people at home, um, they're bored, um, they're being confronted by all these little things that used to annoy them, but now it's becoming a major concern because they're confined in their homes. And so, you know, it is true that the smaller jobs that they can do themselves, they're going to try to do in, in this shelter in place time period. But for the bigger ones that they don't feel as confident in or they can't access the materials, um, they are definitely paying attention to that and as soon as this is over, they're going to address that. Um, those things are, are weighing, wearing on them. They want to see those things fixed. And they are right now probably researching who they're going to go with when the time comes and they can bring uh, a contractor in to, to address that problem. So there's interest in home improvement. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, searches being done. And now is the time to really capitalize on that and capture that audience. I, I love this graph. Thank you for, for sharing this with me. Um, so we are actually right, right ahead of supermarkets right now, which is pretty incredible. Uh, right behind alcohol, which is, I guess, uh, no big surprise. <laughs> sure. But as you can see by that bubble, I, I like that because our industry is larger um, than the alcohol. Is that what that means? We have a larger industry? Yeah, the uh, the size of the circle represent the you know increase in spend and and the uh, size and so um, industry sales are are clearly booming for home improvement and this is a good thing. I mean, even if uh, as a contractor you can't go out and practice, that means that more people are thinking. And you know, if people try some of these things on their own and mess it up, I mean, even better for you. It just highlights the value of what you bring to the table and your ex expertise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of people are, are trying, you know, to improve their home. They are trying to tile that backsplash, that shower, whatever the case might be. We know that, you know, a lot of those folks are going to, you know, throw up their hands at some point. Um, some of them might see it through. Maybe it's just a patch and, and then they'll want to uh, call us in for the reinforcement. So, uh, that is good news. Thank you for, for sharing that. I appreciate that. So we covered, um, did we cover everything? What type of marketing should tile contractors be doing? You know, it's, it's, what's awesome is that we can borrow um, some ideas from other industries. Industries have had to get, you know, especially things like the restaurant industry has had to get very creative these days to pull in any sort of revenue, right? And so... You know, they've been hit super hard, but they've adapted. I've seen things like uh, meal kits, you know, restaurants preparing a, you know, a, a do-it-yourself meal kit, boxed up, ready to go. Um, I've seen chefs um, hop on Zoom, offer free uh, private cooking courses. 
Um, so, you know, tile contractors can do the same thing. Um, you know, like I, I had to replace my shower head, something I've never done before. And I relied on the expertise of others, things that I found on YouTube. You know, now would be a great time to kind of build a library of instructional videos, maybe even a video course that you could sell or offer for free. Um, you could even, um, you know, a course on how to do the 10 most common home repairs, or in your case, you know, the 10 most common, you know, tile uh, fixes. That would be great to offer for people. Or you could even, um, like we're doing right now, offer video one-on-one -on -one lessons through Zoom. You know, offer to help walk people through how to do uh, one of these these jobs and, you know, charge them for it. People are willing to pay for some expertise and uh, you can get really creative with what you can offer. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, we could offer... Um, we could offer to show them how to maintain their shower. You know, maybe they're looking at it a lot and while maybe it's their only bathroom or whatever case right now, they can't have us in their house. We can say, do you have on scene, you know, on scenely caulking in the, in the, in the, you know, corners, we could show them, you know, t talk to them about sealing their shower, talk to them about some of these maintenance tips, best cleaners, uh, regrouting a shower. Maybe they're trying to just, get it patched up and, and we can start offering some of these services. I think that's a great idea. And I know a lot of people who have been offering, um, you know, FaceTime job walkthroughs, again, the con contactless, you know, estimates and, you know, uh, kind of be that professional. I really like those uh, suggestions. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. If you, if you need to bring in money to keep the doors open now, uh, get creative. And there are people that, are willing to purchase these services. You may not think that something like a Zoom conversation could be worth it to someone, but it really does. You can't underestimate the importance of your expertise. I mean, just in everything you listed right now, I'm actually, I, our bathroom suffers from a lot of those problems. So I might actually hit you up after this to see if I can hire you to help walk me through some of these issues. There you go, a real life example. It works, exactly. it works. Now, where where would you recommend, where is the best place to be advertising this? You mentioned videos, is blogging still you know worth it? Is is videos only, is YouTube, what are, is Facebook videos, you know, where are we wanting to present ourselves? Well, you know, as much content as you can give Google to comb through with their web crawlers and surface your, your website or your, your list, your service listing, uh, the better. Um, I would say that one of the, the big areas where I see a lot of people in the trades under invest is in local search. They think that, you know, I have a, my own website that puts me ahead of, you know, maybe 75% of other uh, competitors in my field. That's enough. Now I've captured the world's attention. The world can find me. Uh, but that's not true. Um, you're a needle in the haystack, right? What you really have to invest in is in local search. And so when people need a plumber, need a contractor, need uh, a, a tile contractor, um, they're going to ask friends first. So your best way to earn that business is by doing good work and asking for referrals. The second way is they hop on sites like Yelp, like Angie's List, like Craigslist. And so it's critical that your listings on those sites are up to date and accurate. And so you can actually increase your uh, site, uh, get on page one of Google,
by uh, making sure that you have claimed all those local citations, they call them, and those business directory listings. And so now is the time to comb all of those sites, make sure that you have up-to-date photos, uh, that you're listing all of the services you offer, your pricing, your payment methods, that even your business name is accurate and consistent. Um, I was working with one uh, client right now, actually, a building restoration company, and on Google listings and on Yelp and on this other site, they had three different company names, all a little bit different. And you may think that that's not a big deal, you know, just so a, a word is off. One says ink, one says services, but any discrepancy is chipping away at trust that people have. You know, we are bombarded uh, with, you know, scams online. And so we've developed this defense mechanism of if we spot any sort of discrepancy, a misspelling, then we, we disregard it, right? Like if, if I get an email from Amazon and there's a couple misspellings and stuff, I don't trust it. I don't click on that because I've been scammed a few times, right? So it's the same with our listings. Um, you know, a second thing that we want to do is we want to think about the questions that people are asking and, and, and put those answers right on our site. That's going to increase um, our search, our, our, our rank in search. And I have a couple more examples here I'd love to share as well. Yeah, do you have an example or <clears throat> any tips? Maybe I'm, oh, there we go. Yeah. You know, sometimes when we're really close to something, we kind of lose sight into what the average person is wondering, right? And so a couple of ways that you can determine uh, what are the questions people are asking is like through Google, you can maybe start to ask a question around tile, see what the suggested search results are. That can give you an idea of what types of things people are wondering and asking about. Uh, another way is to use Quora. Same type of concept. You know, if you're not familiar with Quora, it's a question and answer site. People submit questions and they're looking for experts to provide answers. So type in words and, and search terms related to your field and see what types of questions are being answered. And another benefit of Quora is that you can see how many people are actually following that question, wanting answers. You can see what questions are most popular. And then what you can do is on your site, have a, a frequently asked questions, a fact, right? Where you, you write the question out along with the answer. And this is going to cause your page rankings and search to skyrocket because Google is looking for concise answers to questions. That keeps people using search. And so the more questions that you can answer on your site, the higher you're going to rank. Uh, the holy grail is, uh, I don't know if you've done some Google searches, but there's a, there's a preferred answer box that shows up above all of the ads and all of the search results, the, the answer. You can get in that, you're going to capture over 90% of all the clicks. So there's, there's a huge difference between being on page one of Google and page two. And the goal here is to get on page one because you're going to capture that traffic and you're going to capture more of your business. So what I'm hearing is do some research, use, use the tools like Quora or even just Google search bar and mm -hmm. just start typing in how to maybe find or how to tile, and then you're going to come up with the most common searches. And then you're going to actually produce content, whether that be videos, blogs, or both, 
that yes. answer those questions and you publish that on your website and then Google's going to be scanning that and sometime in the near future you have a chance at getting featured right under the ads when someone asks that question is that is that what I heard you say exactly and you know it is it is easier said than done because there might be an element of your practice that you're more proud of or that you're better at or that you think is more important but the average person may not you may you may realize that certain parts of the tile business are more critical for homeowners to address before others but the average person may not have that knowledge so you need to first look at what they're curious about what they're searching for and adapt your presentation to meet those needs and answer those questions first because once they've gotten in contact with you that's the time to really uh, educate them and to steer them in the right direction if they're going astray but first you have to capture their attention yeah that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense i do have some good news though for anybody listening uh go to your local you know tile supply warehouses and look at those business cards you know one one thing i noticed years ago is and today is the same to be true is 80 90 percent of contractors in general uh, especially tile contractors because uh, daniel if you're not familiar a lot of tile contractors are like subcontractors which means they're getting mm -hmm. their work directly from a contractor a, a builder an architect designer type of situation um, and they don't see the need or feel the necessity to actually build their own website so it is uh, actually a good that's good news for anybody who has a website and has a blog or is thinking about starting a blog you can actually dominate i would say um, in my unprofessional opinion, in my experience, I should say uh, that you could rank maybe quicker than, say, uh, a hair salon or some of these other businesses that traditionally are going to be very strong on the Internet having a, a presence. Would you think that to be true? That is so true. And, you know, uh, the, the cost of, uh, I mean, you know this, the cost of producing these things, of making a website, hosting a website has gone down so much. The barrier to entry is so low. So like you just said, if you can if you can invest in those things, invest in content, and it really doesn't take a lot of time to shoot a quick video with your phone, to write a quick, you know, 500 word little article on one aspect of your business. If you can put in the time, it's amazing how much of a following that you can build. You can build a following very quickly and it will provide consistent returns if you nurture it. Yeah. I had a question. I want to go back to when you were talking about, you know, the, the local citations like Yelp. Yes. Um, is there actually a, a comprehensive list of all these citations that we should be on and that we should be updating every six months or whatever? Um, you know, I haven't found one super comprehensive list, but I mean, I would go after the big ones first. I mean, definitely the Google listings. You know, if you search for a business, Google has its own system where they have the business listings and reviews that's you know that should be your first destination right um if you find that you don't have any reviews or the only reviews that are on there are negative definitely encourage your clients past clients to leave you a review moving forward you can offer some sort of incentive for customers that follow through and leave a review you want to build up uh, that reputation online now uh, Yelp, of course, Angie's List, Craigslist, those are all, um, you know, big sites that probably capture about 75% of traffic. 
And then once you've got those down and you have a good uh, reputation there, then move on to maybe the, some of the, the smaller local directories. But I would start there first and do what you can to um, you know, develop a sterling reputation, solid reviews, good photos. And that's going to get you a long way. And all these companies you mentioned, and I'll throw in another one I, I can think of, House is big for remodel contractors. Yeah. And the reason all these companies matter um, is because they are ranking. They've spent you know millions, I don't know, billions of dollars to rank number one. And they have so much content that they consistently rank number one in both ads, searches, or paid ads, as well as uh, organic searches. And so you don't have to give them a dollar if you don't right. want to. You can, you know, create your free profiles um, and again, stay active. I would recommend creating your own list. If you're going to be on six sites, seven sites, and then add to it over the years, um, make sure that every time you, you change your logo, your branding, your marketing message, you're going back there and updating these sites, populating them with photos, any sort of written content, get getting reviews because uh, House wants to show a contractor a tile contractor with five stars. They want to sh they want to be number one in the search, and they want to show you if you have five stars locally. If you're the only, if you're one of three people who have you know five or more reviews or whatever the case is, they're going to actually put you out there um, for free, which is which is a great thing for you. So make sure that you're using those things, and that's when when Daniel says like make sure they're across the board. It all points to the same website, the same phone number, the same hours of business. Um, so it is going to take a little bit of work, uh, but hopefully at, over time it will get less and less tedious. And uh, you, know, you know, to your point, it's a great idea to maybe uh, open up a Google Sheet spreadsheet and you know write out all the different sites that you're updating and maybe put the date of when you've updated it. Because if you change your phone number or something, you're not going to remember every place that you've you've put your your number down. And so if people come across your business somehow in a search and they go to call you and the number's wrong, most people are going to give up and move on. They're not going to try to track down your current number. So, you know, set up a spreadsheet, put the date of when you update these things and revisit it anytime you make any changes so that you have that consistent profile. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this has been uh, extremely helpful, Daniel. I appreciate your time here this morning. No and, problem. Um, we covered a lot of ground. I would definitely say folks go back and listen to this one and pause it. When you hear something, go ahead and implement it in your business, uh, in your office, and then continue to listen. There's, there's several great points here. Lots of, uh, good, solid gold, good advice for us. Uh, not only right now during, you know, this, this pandemic, but also into the future. Now, I would like to move into uh, a segment we call the Tile Money Tips, and this Tile Money Tip is uh, is actually sponsored by Ladycree International, Daniel. And what I'd like to do, it's just like a two and a half minute audio clip, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about it afterward, and then we'll close out the session. We'll tell everybody where to find Daniel in case they want to get a hold of you, and um, then we'll we'll close out the session. So let's check out this Tile Money Tip right now and this again was sponsored by Lade Creek International and this was taken uh, from a live class we had in Minneapolis where Ron Nash taught us and Ron uh, was teaching us about negotiation so this is a negotiation tactic a short tip we can all apply I'm opening the door to negotiation by appealing to a sense of fairness and right 
and then I'm using the rest of the tactics behind it, right? Counter demands. This is a fun one. Counter demands work like this. Hey, I want you to take $500 off the bill. Okay. What can you demand that would be worth 500 bucks? Also, you don't want that bitch very bad. Okay, so that's called tying a string. That's called tying a string to it, right? So I give you a proposal with a niche, right? I'll give you the 500 bucks off. I pull the string, the niche goes away. See how that works? And then they go, whoa, 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 I want the niche. Okay, well, 500 bucks, go again. You see how this works? Counter demands are simply a balancing tactic. We're gonna talk about it a little more later, but it's simply a balancing tactic. They should be, counter demands should cause a little bit of negotiation fatigue for the person who keeps making the demands. Negotiation fatigue can work positively and negatively. Positively if you're on the winning side of it, negatively if you're not, okay? So we have people that chisel, they just continue to like add, it's like never, they're like taking little bites, taking little bites, that's called nibbling actually. And if you start a tactic of counter demanding, they will eventually stop nibbling. Okay, and then silence. <clears throat> silence is so fantastic. It's so fantastic. And it goes, it's, it's one of the key um, information gathering systems that I can, I can offer you. If someone asks me to lower my price and I just go. <laughs> <laughs> it will be three to five seconds before they start saying, well, you know, I mean, I just, you're just too high. I mean, you, you, you're $10,000 higher than your next competitor. And then I don't like how this went down. I don't like how this went down. Or you, they start leaking information and then you can go, oh, that surprises me. I thought you were on board with that. Okay, let's talk about these things you don't like. I want you to be happy. I'm, I'm all about happiness. Let's make this thing go, you know? And so you, you, silence is so powerful. I use it on my daughters all the time. <laughs> they think I'm deaf. I'm not. So essentially what Ron was talking about was uh, negotiation, a couple different tactics. Uh, one of my favorite tactic, tactics, Daniel, is just to uh, be silent. Just to, mm -hmm. if somebody's asking you to lower your price and it's not something that you really are planning on doing, just shut up or maybe ask a question and then just be quiet and, and just let them live with that awkward silence. And that can really do a, a world of good um, towards getting them to open up and tell them what it is they're thinking, why the price is not, uh, you know, something that they they feel is is right so it can start that's a great, a conversation that's a great psychological tactic i love that yeah for sure well uh daniel again i appreciate you you being here with me if that's everything if we didn't miss anything let's uh why don't you tell people where you're at on instagram and twitter and on the internet and they can get a hold of you uh if they have any questions uh, absolutely uh, on most social networks you can find me my handle is mr codella that's uh, C-O-D-E-L-L-A. Uh, I'm building my site right now during this shelter in place, so that'll be up soon. Um, other than that, uh, I'm super active on Twitter. I'm always sharing new research I'm doing, new things I'm discovering. And depending on how this all shakes out, I am planned um, to speak at the Digital Summit series across the country. I'll be in Denver, I'll be in Portland, a couple other cities. So. Um, 
you know, we'll see how that works out. It might turn into a, a digital only event, but uh, I look forward to hearing from people. And then, of course, people can always look for me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to answer any questions and continue the conversation. Great. And I'll have some links to uh, those social media pages, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, when is that event? scheduled for that you're going to be speaking at? You know, it's, it's, it's fluctuating. It was supposed to be in June right now. It looks like I got pushed to August okay, uh, and September. So definitely around the fall, uh, depending on how things work out, I'll be speaking across the country and uh, uh, I'll also be on a couple podcasts between now and then as well. Great. So keep up with me on, on LinkedIn and Twitter for sure. Okay, great. We will do. And I'll share those links in the show notes. Again, Daniel, thank you for your time. I really appreciate everything you shared with with me and my audience. Uh, I know a lot of people will benefit from this. All right, Tile friends, uh, like and share this podcast episode and uh, stay profitable out there.